best tool ever devised for understanding how the world works. Science is a very human form of knowledge. We are always at the brink of the known. Science is a collaborative enterprise spinning the generations. We remember those who prepared the way, seeing through them also. Hi, everyone, and welcome to September's installment of Beer with BMSIS. I'm Jacob Huckmister, and thanks for joining us. This is the podcast that features the research, philosophies, and ideas of the members and friends of the Blue Marble Space Institute of Science. So this month, we have uh, Graham Short joining us, who's going to tell us about SciWorthy, which is a scientific news site that delivers news straight from scientists to people who are interested in it. Uh, Graham has recently joined our, our uh, organization as well. But uh, to kick things off, I'm going to uh, actually introduce you to one of my favorite beverages that I've learned about in recent years. Uh, this is an alcoholic beverage, and in the tradition of our show, we request that you respect the laws of your lands and only drink alcoholic beverages if you are of the legal age. So uh, what I learned about uh, in the last couple months is a gin. I don't think we've had a gin yet. This is Citadel Gin. I don't have a bottle right here. It's a little bit early to start drinking gin. <laughs> but uh, it's a French gin. The history of the name goes back to the 1770s, something with King Louis XVI, who wanted gin distilled at some citadel. So they stole the name. I believe it was made in like the late 80s, 89. Uh, but let's see, it's got juniper, violet root, coriander, almond, lemon rind, orange peel, angelica, cardamom, cassie bark, cinnamon, licorice, grains of paradise, cubeeb, I don't even know what that is, cumin, savory, star anise, nutmeg, fennel, and orris root. So uh, it's got quite a flavor. It's not particularly expensive, although it's really hard to find. It's from France and its main market is in Spain. So. You can get it here in Delaware in a few stores. Uh, you can try your luck wherever you are if you've got a good uh, liquor store with a lot of imports. It's 44% alcohol, so slightly higher than normal gins, but you know, good for gin and tonics or classic cocktails, whatever uh, whatever you're into. Once you've got your uh, gin in hand, <laughs> it's my pleasure to introduce Graham Short. So Graham has been very passionate about science, in particular marine life, since he was little. He has a Bachelor's of Science in Marine Biology from Boston University. He veered off the marine track to learn about molecular biology and got a Master's of Science in Molecular Biology at the Cancer Research Center at the University of Hawaii. He uh, later worked at, university, uh, at UC San Francisco. He developed a PCR-based detection system for the herpes virus in immune-compromised patients. Has a love for uh, marine biology. He was just telling us about some of his efforts to collect seahorse specimens. And he's now affiliated with the California Academy of Sciences. So um, in uh, 2014, he launched SciWorthy.com, which is a site, a news site that he's going to tell us about, uh, whose mission is to better disseminate scientific knowledge to the public and better allow research scientists to communicate with the public. So Graham, uh, we're really uh, looking forward to your talk. The floor is yours. Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. So as you know, SciWorthy.com is a newly launched science news platform for a scientist. And these include grad students, postdocs, emerging researchers. To summarize their scientific research, I'm going to talk about why I started SciWorthy and what the current status is, and then uh, about my future ideas for the site, of which I have many. So basically why I started SciWorthy is because based on past experience, during all my years of doing research, I was frustrated in explaining uh, my research focus and experience 
to family and friends, complete deer and headlight looks. And I've had this from the very beginning. And I realized uh, fellow grad students were suffering the same thing. But that was from long ago. And then based on years later, I realized that scientists are basically trained to speak to other scientists, not to the general public. Uh, one good way to mediate that is scientists should learn how to be media savvy, especially in this day and age with the internet full force. So I thought, well, SciWorthy.com could be a site where scientists, grad students can summarize the research in a way that makes it very easy for the general public to understand. And so I do other client work with real estate marketers using WordPress sites. That's another side business, but I learned WordPress very well. So I decided to use WordPress to start SiteWorthy. Based on that experience, during my research on how to make a science site, um, the, that the general media who in turn turns every single scientific research discovery into a major breakthrough story, which I never really liked because it really hides all the other research that's being done. So I thought, why not elevate the small labs and their research at this to the same level? And hopefully with SciWorthy, I'm going to be able to do that. And there's no reason why a grad student who discovers a you know, DNA binding protein, why they couldn't make it exciting and interesting to the general public. I don't think it's been done yet because most science sites reveal science discoveries as you know, big hoopla, and it'd be nice to uh, make that even field, playing field. So one way I thought I can improve a science news site or to communicate science is through a magazine-style repress theme, just make it visually pleasing, easy on the eyes, just to catch the eye and make the reader look at the content. And I've learned a few things <laughs> while creating this site, is one is... The main goal is to have scientists summarize their research. Um, that's easy said and done. But in contacting many scientists through email and explaining who I am, most of the scientists have very positive feedback on SciWorthy, but they simply don't have the time to create summaries. In their minds, they say, well, I've already written a paper. Just read the abstract. Or this is not part of my job. I run a lab. I deal with grad students, papers, and so forth. I, this is not part of the game plan. And most of you probably know about the conversation.com slash UK website. It's basically a similar news site. They deal with the sciences more broadly, but they came to the same conclusion that it's very hard to get scientists on board. You really have to set up time with them in advance. So they decided they're just going to hire editors, and that's what they've done. As for SciWorthy, right now I'm doing all the curation. I've had a lot of science writers and scientists summarize research articles for me, but I've also had to go find the source of research myself and curate it myself. And it's a lot of hard work. So right now I'm thinking in order to grow SciWorthy and populate it, I'm going to have to hire editors myself, but I want to concentrate on the small labs and the newly minted scientists to make their research discoveries exciting and get them out there on the stage. And one last thing about SciWorthy, what I'm learning is, you know, I work at the California Academy of Sciences. It's, you know, a wonderful museum, and I'm just starting to get institutional support from them. You know, they, even though they're aware of it, you know, they, they don't have the time to help out, even though they're, they love the idea. But slowly but surely, I'm starting to get noticed, even from within my own building. And then lastly, my ideas for the site, there are many that I like to implement. One is for 
master's and PhD students to submit their thesis online because I know there's some sites that do that, but they're not well done. Two is I'm going to add a lot more categories over time. I mean, generally they can run from bizarre animals and what makes them interesting or to the completely esoteric. That will come in time. I'll figure out what those are. Um, I would love to do educational courses. I mean, you have a lot of universities running courses, but I would love to have science-specific or lab-specific courses done. Again, I don't know how that's going to play out. Do interviews with scientists, albeit through via text or video. I think that would be a fun thing to do. And then lastly, once the site is really populated with a you know sizable readership, I'd love to do a crowdfunding section and really help scientists find the funds to do their research projects. So that's Cy Worthy in a nutshell. Do you guys have any questions? I'm amazed so far at how regular you have articles coming out. Are these a lot of articles that you yourself are writing, or do you have sort of a backlog of, of articles that scientists have submitted? It seems like there's at least one per day, or, or approximately one per day. Yeah, so it's basically one per day. I mean, the site you know demands a lot of attention, but unfortunately, I'm so busy doing other stuff, I'm just trying to find the time. However, I do find the time to do at least one a day or even twice now. And I do have a backlog of summarizations to add, also some curations of my own that I add. Um, so I'm just trying to keep it minimally going. But I think next year I'm going to up the ante and just go full force with it. Because I'll basically have more time to do so. I was just wondering what the readership is right now. Do you track like IPs or what? the readers are coming from? You know, I run the site through Cloudflare, which you now know of. From there, you can look at statistics. And I don't know the exact number of readership, but I do know that the hits are going up and up, and I'm starting to get a small flood of Twitter followers. It's just creeping up nicely, but it, it I would like to hit that snowball effect at some point. But I do know that people are signing up to get to subscribe to the news as well. But I have to learn ways to more actively engage with the readership. I mean, I'm providing them content, but I have to figure out other ways to keep them engaged. We're yeah, working with, on, on similar challenges with, with SiggyNet, where we have a lot of content. And we have a community of people that we engage monthly when we organize events. But when, when we're not actively engaging, then they don't engage by themselves. <laughs> exactly. The challenge is to uh, find the right recipe, and we're still looking. Exactly. Yeah. I, I basically, as with you, I'm going through a huge learning curve. You know, a lot of this is new to me. It's easy to build a site, but it's really hard to run it as a business or enterprise, as it were. Yeah. The old adage of build and they will come. That's in the <laughs> Boy, was I naive. <laughs> I mean, really, where's that gin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I've been having so much fun with it. I've learned so much, and I've met you guys because of it. And I look forward to such a long and fun and healthy relationship with you guys and to build it together and to build Blue Marble and Sagnet and so forth. I mean, this I is literally just the beginning. One of the things that we thought was really neat about what you're doing is, you know, we have tried since we started our institute to have a short summary that's publicly accessible associated with each of our journal articles. and. Right. Like we've just been talking, it's actually it's easy. It's easier to make the content than it is to get people to go and read it. 
So the fact that we met you and you are actually trying to get other scientists to write summaries like that and put it out there, it, it almost streamlines something we're trying to do and, and uh, help strengthen that effort. I was just wondering, do you have a lot of other scientists outside of, of Blue Marble Space who have shown interest in contributing their own summaries or is that a little bit of a struggle still to motivate them? It's still a little bit of a struggle. Initially, I had mass emailed scientists or in, emailed them individually requesting that they summarize one of their papers. I would say 95% have said, yes, I'll do so, but maybe 10% have done so. They all have great reviews of Cyworthy. They love the look and feel and the concept, but they're just inundated at work themselves. Um, but if I bug them long enough, they will contribute. But I don't have the time to keep bugging them every day. It's, I, it just feels like it's not in me to do so. So I think one good starting point you know, is with you guys, but also with the Academy. Um, I'll be talking with some social media people there to make it, hopefully making a requirement that a summarization of each and every single researcher there contribute to Cyworthy. Because they know all, they, everyone knows about it. It's just, there's no impetus to, to contribute and, unless it's a requirement. And I think I'll be able to do that. We are moving in that direction as well to make it a requirement, although it's, it's still it's still pulling teeth, believe it or not. <laughs> the, the population that would, I think, be the most excited about this is really the senior grad students, earlier career people who are wanting to get their work out to be noticed. Yeah, Maybe a way forward to like advertise it is actually not to the scientists themselves, but to like department heads. Yes, yeah, so I've tried that. that. You know, I think one way is, for example, UC Berkeley has a Twitter feed for graduate students in the research field, and I just have to find the time to engage them, let them know about Cyworthy and get them excited about it, and move on to the next university. If I capture the attention of one university, to me, that would be wonderful and a very good start. The, the concept is really good. I just think we need to like mass spread the word. So exactly. Like, Making like small flyers, put in conference bags at conferences. And exactly. You know, all, you know, the manual hands-on direction. I think that's one good way. And I think I really need to hire down the line a social media director or someone to, to do leads as it were. We have an internship program with Institute of Science where our interns are required to do a science communication module. One possibility would be... Would be for us to have them detailed <laughs> to you for one or two articles that they can summarize or have them, you have them do whatever you need in terms of yeah, that's a good idea. with the university and describing what the platform is. That's definitely a good idea. I'm also thinking of approaching lab heads, you know, the PIs, and have their students summarize their latest research. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, I think I'll add a section a category for ongoing research as opposed to published research. I think it'll give them experience on how to summarize the research, make it easily understandable for everybody. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of ways one can approach this and direct everyone to the site to eventually summarize hardcore research articles. Another way to incentivize scientists to do it is if they know that there are journalists looking at it. Like, this is the site where news people will get their information to write their articles on science. 
right? So perhaps a, an avenue to promote it would be to contact actually newspapers or like science magazines to say, hey, this is a conglomeration of really exciting science. Instead of you spending your time on Google searching for cool stuff, it's all here. And uh, if, if that is true, then you can have like a sidebar going like 67, 80 news agencies are looking at that site as an incentive for the scientists to... You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just sent you the link to put it on, on the Google News. Editor yeah, thing. headlines. That's a great... I had no idea about that. And I, I know you can submit your site to Google News, but you have to have a certain amount of content already in production. So I think maybe a year from now, I will submit to Google News. But the link that you sent me, you can do that way in advance by submitting your site to them. So that's that's actually was a really good find on your part. There's um, a comment from uh, Priti in the chat asking if science writers need to get permission from the author of a paper. Or if you can just have interested science writers perhaps just pick up papers and then submit articles to SciWorks. The latter. Definitely. Okay. You don't need permission. And if you have an interest in a certain article, you're more than welcome to summarize it and submit it. That's a great question, Preeti. Um, that's really good to know that anybody can write articles about any topic. Last week, I went to a, the opening of the office of Earthcast, which is a company that has Canadian company that has cameras on the International Space Station. They're going to create a really nice map of Earth that's updated often as a space station keeps orbiting the planet. And I was thinking it would be cool to somehow integrate SciWorthy, so it being like a, a news map, a news map, is having a, like a visual map. Like in addition to the articles themselves, you'll have the location of the article. So people can look at this, at, at the world map and like, oh, look at all this research in New Caledonia and have your work and your colleagues' work all pointing to the same location and have that like for different institutions, like universities, have all their scientists, you know, have their links on that university. And you can filter by topic, by location, by different things. And then the map will update on, on what you're looking for. So you have like a kind of like a snapshot of the science happening on Earth in a particular topic. That would be really cool. I just wish that Google, uh, Google Scholar would have an API that would really help settle things. Earthcast has an API. In fact, I just signed their NDA. So if, oh, you, you, know how to, if, you, if you know how to work with that, and we have some um, some IT folks in house, kind of in house. <laughs> Jacob's <Okay>. cronies. <laughs> can, is uh, Earthcast open source or is it like Google where anyone can use it? Or I think anybody can use it. Else? Yeah, they're they're brand new, so they have NDAs right now. As they're 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 still, I think they're in alpha mode. But uh, we can get a, get ahead of the what's the expression ahead of the bandwagon? English is hard. Uh -huh. but, you know. Um, I can send you the information or put you in touch with the people there if wow. that's something you would implement. Wow, this is amazing. So Earthcast, U-R-T-H-E cast, brings you the first near-live ultra HD video platform of Earth. Wow, incredible. I will look into this. In fact, uh, Dr. Healy Hamilton, who I work with on our seahorse evolution uh, research, she's big in the um, biodiversity climate change field and she uses a lot of um, uh, mapping software to futurecast climate change um, patterns and animal behavior and so forth. And she probably knows about this already, but I'm going to pass this along. This is incredible. So I, the reason why I think this is a good idea is because 
like people right now have really short attention span and something more than a few paragraphs they will not read unless it's like really appealing so if you have yeah, like a, a map that. with like just locations and topics and then as you zoom in the details come up and then you can filter and so on and so forth like i have no idea how, what it takes to do that but I think we there is enough horsepower in this organization that we can do that if we want. And if that's something that would be interesting for cyber to pursue, I, I kind of had a vision of like having a website like science.earth, and then you have that a website come up, and then all the scientists that do earth science or that have science associated with a location, which is everybody, would put it there. Is .earth, is that, that top-level domain available? Not yet. No, I don't think. I think it will be soon, though. I think there's a whole bunch that are going to be released. Okay, yeah. I think it's it's a really great site. I love the layout. Uh, I love that there's regular content. I've been pushing everything out on our social media, which I really think is cool because it's way better than finding a random space story that might be interesting to people who follow Blue Marble Space. It's way more interesting that there's a side-worthy story I have to push every day. But we're going to help you, you know, grow as much as you can, and we're looking forward to all the the different uh, possibilities that await. I think it's a really Thank great. Thank you. Likewise. Project. I really, really appreciate it. It's very exciting. And by all means, are there any space focused research articles you would like me to concentrate on and s summarize by all means, push them to my way and I will get Richie it. Richie has more stuff in the, in the chat here. Let me see. Oh, there it is. I didn't see the chat, the lab advertisements. Yeah. I think connecting lab heads would be really good, especially if they're publicly funded like exactly. Carnegie and stuff like that. I guess, had you thought about uh, doing any sort of classified ads where you have postings for, for lab positions and research assistants? You know, right now, I'm going to say no, because I know the advertisements really detract from the look of the site. But probably realities will force me to change on that. I probably will, but I, would, I wouldn't embed your typical Google ad. It would be more lab-focused. I mean, I know there's some ad networks focused solely in the lab area. But I, I, I would try to do as tastefully as I could. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. If you're trying to monetize, what, how do you find the balance between ads and getting your content to look tasteful? Exactly. I know there's been some sites that summarize or collection of press releases of science news and people come out of the woodwork and they approach you because you have a lot of data to sell or to give or to work with. Um, but one never knows down, you know, in the future what's going to happen. But these are all excellent ideas, and I just can't wait to implement them all. I really can't. We, we should introduce you to Radek and Mary. Jacob, what do you think? Yeah, we definitely should. We're scheduled. We're due to have a meeting with our web developers. Maybe we should schedule that for next meeting, and we can all sit down and talk about how to make our sites better. Sure. What role do they play in the in Blue Marble? Uh, they're they're contractor web developers. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, they've just helped us out with various aspects of, of improving our site. Okay. Yeah, we can we can all try and, and meet uh, maybe next week and talk about that. Well, means I'll be around. Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to get the Earthcast engine rolling. That seems really, really exciting. I know you have me salivating over their site. I can't wait to look at it more in depth. <laughs> <laughs> I love APIs. I'm such an API person. I love third-party services. I really do. They're so helpful. So maybe we can have a, um, a meeting... Should we include like them in the conversation, Jacob, or is it, or should we first like decide what we want to do and then invite them? In the <laughs> are they um, hardcore programmers, or are they like PHP or? No, no, they'll do anything. Oh wow, they're that good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 
Understood. Yeah, they're there for when we want to go beyond WordPress to do something you know more difficult. Okay, great. Yeah, those are good finds. All right. Well, Graham, thanks again for joining us. Uh, and listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in to uh, Beer with BMSIS. You can check us out online at bmsis.org slash podcast or on iTunes. So until next month, we will see you later. Thank you, guys. Science replaces private prejudice with publicly verifiable evidence. There's real poetry in the real world. Science is the poetry of reality. We can do science, and with it, we can improve our lives. 